0: What's going on, people? It's y'all Black LH-E, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all had a great weekend. I hope y'all celebrated Juneteenth. I hope y'all went out there and did what you needed to do. For me, it was simply spending time with my family, and that was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful for me. But anyway, today, the topic I got for y'all is How to find a financial advisor and if you need a financial advisor. That's one of those questions that people have asked me in the past and they always say, hey man, do I need a financial advisor? Or it's a, it's something you've heard in so many different advice that people always give is like, get a financial advisor, get a financial advisor. It makes all the difference. Get a financial advisor. But the thing is, like I said before, not all advice is good advice all the time there are specific situations where it's good to have a financial advisor and then some where it's not necessarily the best thing. And even I've given that advice of like, you should have a financial advisor. But the thing is, I'm now getting to a point where I'm learning more and I'm seeing more and I'm just understanding more. And I'm trying to live my life by this mantra, or by this quote that that I saw from a guy named John Maynard King's, And he said, when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do, sir? And this is something that I'm trying to do better at of just basically, basically keeping myself informed and then allowing the information I get frame my mindset, not just staying so staunchly where I am right now, not just staying in the same place that I've always been because, hey, it's worked and it's been working. So therefore, why do we need to change? No, but actively trying to change my mindset so that I can continue to evolve and move forward. So, that's what happened when it comes to this idea of having a financial advisor. It started off one way where I was like, "Oh, you should always have a financial advisor because I was watching Dave Ramsey listening to a lot of Dave Ramsey, and that was one of the things that he would always say on his thing, always talk about have mutual funds and have financial advisors." And I was like, "Oh, that's the thing I need to do." However, now, as I've started like paying more attention to investing, paying attention to my finances, and doing all these kind of moves, I've just moved away from the staunch belief that you always need a financial advisor. Like I said, not all advice is good advice all the time. Everything depends on where you are. However, I'm not going to poop on any financial advisor out there. There are benefits. There are definitely benefits to having a financial advisor. One of the things is it gives you guidance, especially during times of troubles, especially like we are right now in these Rona times where you don't know where money and everything just seems questionable. Everything is just up in the air. They can help you kind of wade through the waters of like, should I be pulling my money out of the market? Should I be investing more money? Like, what should I be doing with all my money? Like, what, what should I do? How can I handle this economic recession? How can I handle this situation that's going on right now? They can basically just give you an ear to listen, especially during troubling times, especially when things feel so hazy that we tend to make a lot of bad emotional decisions. So a financial advisor can just be that person that you go to to ask questions and then before you make any drastic moves because they can help you and guide you and lead you in the right direction to go when it comes to these things. And then the next thing they can help is, and it's not something that a lot of people talk about, is with your taxes. A financial advisor can help you either reduce your taxes or just cut your taxes in certain ways for your investments that you may not even know about on by yourself. And so they can help you wade through the water of how do I play these tax things? Like How do I play my my taxed investments? How do I make sure I'm not getting overtaxed when it comes to those things? How do I make sure that I'm doing a lot of my taxes the right way? A financial advisor can help you through that. They can help you through all those things. And like we said, they can give you a plan of attack. They can help you, especially for those of us who may not exactly be the best when it comes to handling money. They can help you through developing a plan of attack, through developing a way that you go through your financial situations, a way that you are able to develop and come to a solution for how to exactly attack your finances, how to manage your money better, how to be a better student of your own money. A a financial advisor can advise you and guide you just like we said, even in in times of trouble, but even just in regular days when things are going well, they can help you build some kind of plan so that you can always be progressing when it comes to your finances. And then the other one that they can help you is to diversify. They can help you with diversifying your portfolio so that not all your eggs are in just one basket. They can help you think through when it's a good time to rebalance your account, when it's a good time for you to reinvest, when it's a good time for you to maybe add another investment. Those kind of things. They can just help you think about the financial world a lot better because it's something that they study actively, like they do it actively. They manage money actively. They do it all the time. It's something that they're always thinking about. And so when you think about that, they can help you through those things in life. And then the last one is they can just help you through this thing called life. They can just kind of help you and advise you through the complications that come up in life and through the changes that come up in life, because God knows that we all go through all kinds of changes. Like on a daily basis, there are new things that come up in life that we just trying to get through this maze and we may not know exactly how to get through it because we are in the middle of it and we can't see from an ego's perspective, but somebody else who is not just standing right there with you in the middle of it can help you through those numerous changes that happen during life and they can just help you navigate because they've helped other people in the past navigate through certain similar situations and they can do the same for you and just help you navigate through those changes to ensure that you're coming out with the best possible outcome so that's all good and dandy but however a lot of these things you can learn for yourself because we have something called the internet and there are so many resources out there so many books so many websites so many blogs so many podcasts like the rambling my podcast if this is first your first time listening hit the subscribe button share it with everybody you know but there's so many resources out there youtube all these different places where you can literally learn about all these things there's there so many <laughs> so many ways for you to learn in this day and age that you may not necessarily need a financial advisor. Like you may not necessarily need somebody who is guiding you through all the needies and gritties because for the most part, it's made available. The internet kind of changed the whole way the world works in this day and age. In the old days, to open a brokerage account for you to even invest money, you needed to know somebody. You needed to know a financial advisor, usually it ended up being like somebody close to you or a friend of somebody that you know or a brother of a friend or a brother-in-law's friend, whatever. You needed to know somebody who could open that brokerage account for you. But that's not the case today. I mean, today, if you have a cell phone or if you have an internet access, all you need to do is open a Robinhood account, open an M1 finance account, open any of the random brokerage accounts that are available to you, and so there's no need to there's the, the entry level is not the same as it used to be it's not the same thing the internet has completely changed excuse me for that has completely changed the way of of taking control of your finances so because of that and like I said my whole thing has changed like my mindset has changed and now I've come up with four criteria to determine if I need a financial advisor or not. Now, this criteria does not mean that this is the same criteria for every single person out there. This is just something that I decided to sit down and go through to decide, do I still need a financial advisor? And it's something that I have to sit down and determine for myself because I had one and I just was like, am I getting the most benefits out of this? Is this actually being beneficial to me right now? So the first The first thing I want to talk about is how much time are you willing to spend to look over your finances? How much time are you willing to spend to go through your financial situation, look at your different documents and budgeting and all that stuff that we talk about on here? Are you willing to spend the time? First of all, it's not even are you willing to spend the time. You should spend the time looking over your finances. You should spend about... I mean it's literally two to five hours a month i'm not even saying to look over it like on a daily but like two to five hours a month of you just knowing where you are in your financial situations knowing where you are as far as where you're spending your money how much debt you still have what your investments are looking like it's just two about two to five hours literally just spending that time creating a budget and doing all of these kind of things that's it that shouldn't really be like a question of are you willing to it should be more like you should be doing it but however not everybody's going to want to do that so maybe you need a financial advisor to be the one that's looking over all your money but the thing is even when you have a financial advisor you should still be looking over the shoulder of the financial advisor to make sure that he's not playing you in one shape form or, or another so that's still so you this first criteria is one that is like literally everybody should be doing so the next criteria is how complicated is your financial life? And what I mean by that is, is, so for example, somebody like me, my life is pretty simple right now. I'm not married. I have one source of income. I have a little bit of a side hustle on the side. That's it. That's where all my money is. I have some investments. I have an IRA, a 401k, and a few other investments. I own one car. I don't own a house yet. My life, very simple. It's very easy for me to do the taxes on everything in my life using TurboTax or any of the other tax softwares that are available. My life is very simple. But for some of us, it's not that simple. And I think that if your life is as simple as mine, you may not need a financial advisor because the advice that you're going to be getting from your financial advisor, is not gonna be worth the fees that you're gonna be paying. So in my case, when I sat down and I, I contacted her with my financial advisor and I was asking her, so how much? Because initially when I did it, I was like, oh yeah, I should be doing this anyway. I didn't really think about the fees. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be seeing it anyway. So it's it's basically free, but it's not. So I, I went to, I sat down and she told me how much I was paying, I was paying. For every new investment, every time I transferred money into the account, it, there was a five percentage fee. Five percent. I was paying five percent every single time that I transferred money into into my IRA account, into my investment account. I was paying a five percentage point fee, and then on top of it, every year I was also paying eighteen dollars. Now, for a lot of people, they're like, "Oh, that's not a whole lot of money." I mean, if you're transferring a hundred dollars every month, five percent of that is five dollars, and then if you're if you're paying eighteen dollars at the end of the year, I mean, five times twelve—that's sixty plus. $18, you're only paying about 78 bucks. That's not that much. That's not that much. When you're in your twenties, every dollar becomes $88. So, think about that. When you invest a dollar, it becomes $88. There was a research I was looking at when he said when they did a the study on it. And when you're 26, I think every dollar is about $44 in the future. So when you think about that, that's a lot of money that's going out of my pocket. And you know, I always talk about fees on here. I always talk about Fees, 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 why? And I talk about like you shouldn't be paying more than point what point five percent in any kind of fees because there's too many free options or too many low fee, low-cost fee options out there. And so when I sat down and looked at that, I was just like, you know what? This is not worth it because it's not like you're giving me any kind of complicated advice. It's stuff that I literally Started researching on the internet and I was doing it by myself. Every time I would ask you a question, you wouldn't really respond to me the way I would want, or even like check in on me or tell me how things are. So it was just kind of like, you know what? It's not worth it. My life is not that complicated to where I need that financial advisor. The next one is, <clears throat> where are you? Where is your net worth right now? What is your net worth? I think. And I'm just gonna throw out a number four hundred thousand dollars if you hit the net worth of four hundred thousand dollars and first of all I hope everybody knows what net worth is net worth is your assets minus your liabilities so your assets the things you own so if you own a house your house is an asset if you own a car even though it's a depreciating value your car is an asset minus your liability so do you have a car loan do you have student debt Do you have credit card bills, any kind of IOUs, any kind of loans out there, those are liabilities. And so you subtract your assets from your liabilities and you get or your liabilities from your assets and you get your net worth. And I'm going to throw out the number $400,000, not because $400,000 is some magical number that all of a sudden I'm at $400,000 now. So therefore, I need a financial advisor. But because usually when you get to the point of around that six figure mark with when you when you manage your finances, you've learned so much in handling your money and handling finances that no money manager, no financial advisor can just kind of throw out numbers out there and be like, oh, yeah, I can definitely triple your money. There are certain things that when you start talking to financial advisors are automatic red flags for you because you know, like, oh, bro, I've been doing this for how long and I haven't been able to do that. What makes you think that you're going to be able to do that? And then because you're learning about finances and you're learning and you've learned so much about finances and you've been looking over your own finances, nobody can just pull the wool over your eyes. You're all the jargon. You may not understand the jargon, but you understand your own money, if that makes any sense. And so that's why i think when you get to that six figure mark six seven figure mark that may be a good time to start looking at hey I, I probably need to go get a financial advisor because at that point it's also possible that your financial situation has changed which talks about the next point life changes this is another re- another criteria for if you want to get a financial advisor so if you have a lot of things going on in your life a lot of more puzzle pieces being added to your life Like me, for example, like I said, I have a very simple and very well understood financial plan of my life because I don't have a whole lot of people that's dependent on me. But if you have a family, if you have kids, you have a house, you have multiple houses, you have your side hustle becomes a full fledged business that's making money now. How do you handle all those situations? How do you handle all those incomes? These, this might be a reason for you to start getting a financial advisor who can help you wade through the water to ensure that you're moving in the right direction, to ensure that you're going where you need to go, to ensure that you're heading to the goals that you have for yourself. So those are the four criterias. But now the question is, how do I make the right choice of a financial advisor? How do I select the right person to be my financial advisor? And for that, there are some questions that whenever you go meet financial advisors, you should ask. And I'm just going to wrap them off. This I'm getting these questions from a book that I read called The Intelligent Investor, and it talks about it. It says, these are the questions that you should be asking financial advisors. The first one is, why are they in the business of personal finance? Because this is like an interview. You're interviewing this person to hire them. They're going to be working for you. They're going to be working on your behalf. And so it's an interview. You're interviewing that person to see, do they fit with me? Do they have the same mindset as me? Do they think the same ways that I think? Will they help me grow? Would they help me learn new things? So this is something that this is some of the questions that you should be thinking about is why are you in the bit in this business? What kind of investment philosophy do you have? Are you using technical ana- analysis or fundamental analysis? Are you going to be timing the market? And if they answer yes to that one, just go ahead and push it and keep it, keep it moving. You don't want anybody that's trying to time the market. Uh, what kind of investments do they make? What kind of investment strategy? Oh gosh, my bad. What kind of investment strategy do they have? How many clients do they have? How often will we be commun- communicating? What is your fee? This is so important because for some reason, we don't like talking about money. Even when we are talking about money, we don't like talking about money. And so financial advisors use that to their benefit. Don't let that happen to you. Ask them, what is your fee? How much will I be paying monthly? Most of them are probably going to answer, oh, well, you're not going to be paying anything monthly, but then ask them straightforward, what is the fee? Because there's no way this is just a free service what is the fee that I'll be paying? And then most of them will tell you one of two things. Either they're commission-based, which means that the only money that they make is by getting you to buy and sell shares. Basically, they're turning you into a trader. And like we talk on this on this, on this this podcast a lot, do not trade. Do not trade. Buy and invest. That's what you should be doing. Or they are fee-based. And when you're fee-based, it's a flat fee that you will pay from your profits that you earn so let's say you you invest a hundred dollars and you make a profit of ten dollars and their fee is two percent they automatically make 80 cents off of your money so as that grows bigger their fee gets bigger and bigger and bigger so there's one of two those are the two basic ones those are the two ones that usually happens but ask them what is your fee and like i said before if you're paying anything more than two percent keep it moving keep it moving. You don't need that. There's so many options out there that you don't need that much in fees. Like that, should, you shouldn't be paying that much in fees anyway, unless they're giving you some substantial other things. Like if you have a business or you have situ- very specific family situations or anything like that, then your fee is going to be a little bit different depending on where you are. So these are some of the questions you ask. Another question is, what kind of investments do you recommend? Do you recommend that I invest in index funds or do you recommend that I invest in mutual funds or do you recommend that I actively invest? These are some of the questions that you can ask the, uh, whoever you're meeting to sit down with and interviewing them on, on having a financial advisor. But the other thing is, if you're talking to a good financial advisor, they will have questions for you as well. So they will ask you questions like, what is your expectation from me? What kind of investments have you made in the past? Where do you see yourself about five to 10 years from now? How do we ensure that we are meeting the goals that you set for yourself? So they're going to it's going to be an interaction. They're interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them. It's just like going for any job interview. You're not just going for the job interview to to try and get hired. You're also wanting to learn about the company within the interview as well. But always do your research before you go. But you're trying to learn about the company as well. Is this going to be a good fit for both of us? That's just some things that these are just some questions that you should ask whenever you go to try and find a financial advisor. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. The main things that that's all I got for you for the most part. Remember the things we talked about today, we started off talking about, do you need a financial advisor and the benefits of a financial advisor, which are they give you advice in troubling times? They help you with your tax bill. They give you a sense of direction and a plan of attack if you're not very good with handling money for yourself. They help you diversify your portfolio and make sure that you're not putting all your money into one basket. They help guide you through all the things, different things that happen in life. And those are some of the benefits that they give to you. However, like we said, with the internet, a lot of those benefits are kind of wailing out. They're, They're kind of falling apart because you can just read books watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, and use the internet to, internet to your benefit to try and figure out those things. However, there are four criteria when it comes to thinking about getting a financial advisor. The first criteria is, are you willing to spend the time to look over your finances? How complicated is your financial situation? Do you What is your net worth to know that maybe it's time for me to get somebody to help me with my finances because I would rather spend my time handling other things, especially when you get to the point where your, your your small side hustle becomes a business. You start saying, I'd rather spend my time trying to make more money in other areas than spend my time looking over my finances. And then do you have a lot of life things happening? Do you have a lot of life changes happening? Are you about to get married? Do you have kids? Do you have too many houses? Those kind of things, not too many, but do you have multiple houses? Those kind of things to help the financial advisor can help guide you through those things. And then we talked about how to make the right choice. And it's basically asking questions to make sure that their mindset aligns with your mindset and you asking them certain specific questions so you understand how that relationship is going to go through. And some of those questions you should even ask when you're about to date somebody. They're good questions. They're very good questions because it is a relationship. So this will, this will be a relationship. Your financial advisor will be one of those people that you have a relationship with for a long time in your life where you'll be texting them like, oh, happy birthday. They'll be coming to celebrations with you and they should be building alongside you. So anyway, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope this will be of service to you. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things from this entire thing, but it's been your boy, Kalichi. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. Generosity is always greater than greed. Peace!